Chapter Ten of the Brown Brethren. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Brown Brethren by Patrick McGill. Chapter Ten Lost to the Wide. There's a rum jar in the dugout and a parcel in the post. Fall all the diddle, all the dee and i couldn't be much colder were i handcuffed to a ghost fall all the diddle all the dee there's a quartermaster sergeant and the dugout's his abode fall all the diddle all the dee and a shell has hit the mailbag and it's scattered on the road fall all the diddle all the dee from the strafed mailbag it was past eight o'clock of a january evening and the soldiers in home sweet home dugout sat down late to tea the dugout was situated at the bottom of a chalk pit near vimy ridge and was occupied by officers servants company runners signalers and others who generally kept in close touch with battalion headquarters the chalk pit was more or less immune from shell fire for being narrow and deep it was difficult for a shell to reach the bottom round with a ring of spacious dugouts circled over the top and five hundred yards eastward ran the communication trench which wound its way discreetly up to the british front line lights gleamed in the dugouts and sounds of laughter and singing could be heard from home sweet home it was a capacious shelter originally fashioned by the french and capable of holding thirty men at the present moment it contains some fifteen british soldiers and engaged in the pleasant task of eating a substantial meal rations as well as the post had just come up from the railhead rum was issued and the parcels from home had been bulky the meal was proceeding merrily some of the men were laughing and chatting sitting on the ground their knees crossed and mess tins of steaming tea in their hands two or three were stripped and their wet clothes were hung over the fire in the brazier all were so cool and happy that it was difficult to believe that the german shells were just dropping outside the door suddenly the waterproof sheet that covered the door was raised and a newcomer entered he stood for a moment looking round then he approached an upended ammunition box which stood in the centre of the dugout and sat down on it oh it's old fitzgerald exclaimed flanagan now of the signalling section who was endeavouring with the aid of a bayonet to draw the cork from a rum jar how are things going on up at vimy he asked not so bad fitzgerald answered there's plenty of shells flying across and now and again we get a many saucy devil we do get more than is good for our health vimy is not the most pleasant place on our front i've helped to take a prisoner down a prisoner flanagan exclaimed handing fitzgerald a drop of rum in a mess tin a german yes a youngster fitzgerald answered lifting the rum reverently to his lips and rolling it round in his mouth he was caught on a listening patrol wounded and unconscious i've got to wait here until he recovers hear what he has to say and report back to captain thorley with any information you know we fear a mine going up at the sap for all day and night we can hear tapping under the ground fitzgerald held out his mess tin again and received another tot of rum then he lit a cigarette there's nothing like a drop of rum he remarked it's health to the navel and marrow to the bones 
as the scripture has it the hut laughed what about a song fitz flanagan asked an old irish one a come all you no flaherty's drake said fitz in a tone of inquiry the rum had put him in a gay good humour spit it out flanagan yelled fitzgerald commenced the song my name it is nell the truth for to tell i live near coot hill which i'll never deny i had a fine drake the truth for to spake which my grandmother left me before she did die he was wholesome and sound and could weigh forty pound the wide world round i would roam for his sake but bad luck to the robber be he drunk or sober who murdered nell flaherty's beautiful drake may his temples wear horns and all his toes corns may he always be fed on lob course and fish oil may he ne'er go to bed till the moment he's dead may his cow never milk may his kettle never boil that's the supreme curse i think fitzgerald remarked smiling lazily may his kettle never boil think of that in ireland where the teapot's as greedy as the grave is that the end of the song a soldier asked from the corner only the first three verses fitzgerald replied there are forty verses in the song but i forget the rest my memory he exclaimed rising to his feet good god i forget everything my memory is my curse who has got a cigarette to spare at that moment an orderly came to the door and shouted out d company runner i'm d company runner fitzgerald remarked report to headquarters immediately said the orderly also rifleman flanagan to report two men must take the message i'm there said fitzgerald turning to flanagan and asking can i have another cigarette before we go he got another cigarette placed it in his cap and accompanied by flanagan went out into the open and across to headquarters dugout the adjutant was inside sitting at a table a cup of tea and a box of cigarettes in front of him he knew fitzgerald very well having met him in civil life i want you to go to the ridge as quickly as you know how said the adjutant fixing his eyes on the runner the young german has regained consciousness and he tells us that the enemy are going to blow up three mines under our front tomorrow morning at six the men must withdraw to the second trench until further orders i've tried to phone up but can get no answer to my calls the wire must be broken hand the message over to captain thorley or any other officer whom you may encounter you do the same flanagan and both report back here when you've done this he handed a sealed envelope to fitzgerald and the runner went out into the night the final words of the adjutant ringing in his ears very important remember very important fitzgerald clambered up the side of the pit with difficulty the chalk was frittering away and the man had very insecure purchase of his feet flanagan followed keeping a hundred yards to rear at headquarters another runner was receiving a similar message one would certainly deliver it safely when fitzgerald crossed the rim of the chalk pit he could see the lines of battle the star shells flaring in the heavens and the lurid flames of bursting explosives lighting up the darkness in front a spinney where the trees were riven and shattered took on strange shapes the lifeless ruined branches stretched outwards as it were in reproach and despair the fallen trees lying on the ground like rotting corpses war's earthquake had rent the whole country dark 
sepulchral chasms yawned in the ground and the whole earth seemed to have been gutted to its core a little red brick cottage was smashed to smithereens the machinery of a mill stood suspended over nothing and shapeless walls jagged and lacerated quivered in air ready to fall at the first gust of wind where the pits were dug in the earth shapeless heaps of white chalk were flung up and beside one of these heaps lay a battery of field guns jumbled in inextricable confusion the rusty steel muzzles of the guns looked grotesque and distorted the ruined dugout in which the gunners once lived breathed tragedy from every broken beam and torn sandbag dead men lay all over the place shamelessly exposed in the most unlikely situations on the field of war death is denied its privileged privacy fitzgerald entered the communication trench and hurried along panting as he ran two shells swooped over his head bursting with a vicious clatter on the field behind him others followed pounding at the parapet like drunken gods he could hear the splinters hitting the parados with a dull thud to the accompaniment of a thousand rifle bullets which tore at the suffering sandbags fitzgerald passed through one trench crossing then another i'll do it in five minutes now he said changing his rifle from one shoulder to the other i hope the mine doesn't go up before i get there five minutes he muttered i'll be there in five minutes but fitzgerald miscalculated at the end of five minutes he found himself in a deserted trench all alone and then decided that it was time to turn back probably he had taken the wrong trench at the last crossing he went back for a short distance and came to a junction several trenches crossed at this point but the locality seemed new to him he had not been there before well i'm damned he said and then added i'm lost as well he realized the danger of his plight and felt uncomfortable stories were often told over braziers in the dim trench traverse and many of these stories spoke of men who went astray in the trenches and never returned sometimes the lost soldiers found themselves in the enemy's lines and on other occasions they wandered up to their home parapets to fall a victim to a rifle of a nervous sentry fitzgerald had heard many of these stories and he recollected them now much fighting had recently taken place on vimy ridge and the english and german trenches crisscrossed in several localities in some places both parties occupied the same trenches fitzgerald alone and astray had no definite idea of his position he only knew that he was lost at the cross trenches and did not know which trench led to safety perhaps he had passed beyond the british front he peered over the top the night was quiet scarcely a rifle spoke though many star shells were ablaze in the heavens and dropping petals of flame to the dark earth right in front of fitzgerald was a ghastly heap jumbled and confused a heap of dead men and round this heap lay other dead things rejected from the more composite and bulky distortion of war the solitary figures lay some face downwards arms spread out others curled up like sleeping dogs well where am i asked fitzgerald whose star shell is that ours or theirs where's our line he looked at a dead thing near him and shuddered then shouldering his rifle he made his way up the trench on his right 
this is all right he muttered passing a projecting beam of a fallen dugout i passed this a minute ago but not this he detached himself awkwardly from the heap of limp bodies into which he had fallen and hurriedly retraced his steps to the junction where the dark trenches opened up to unknown mysteries fitzgerald leant wearily against the wall and puzzled over many things if i go over the top what happens he asked himself run into a german patrol maybe or into one of our own covering parties and they'll shoot me on sight if i go along a trench i'll probably get into the german lines that won't do either i'm like a rat in a trap but i must get out of it yes i must get out of it but how the question caused a queer sensation to run down the innermost parts of his body and the sensation was one of fear he mumbled many things to himself in a thick quick undertone then without realizing the risk he ran fitzgerald crawled over the parapet and went out into the open taking his rifle with him it was a man lying face downwards on the ground that attracted his attention first he could have sworn that the man moved and brought a rifle to bear upon him fitzgerald stood upright and fired at the man twice only to find that he was riddling a corpse with bullets he flung himself flat to avoid the machine-gun that opened fire and waited till it ceased its play a galaxy of star-shells lit up the heavens and a big shell of another pattern whirled across the open and burst with a dizzy clatter in the distance could be heard the transports of war clattering along the roads the clank of rails unleaded at some far-off railway siding and gleaming luridly against the darkness could be seen the flames of a building on fire some dozen miles away near fitzgerald lay a dead man further off another looking like an empty sack flung on the ground the maxim fire stammered into silence and the youth got to his feet looked round and listened with strained ears somewhere near he could hear the sound of hammers and the creaking of shovels and he concluded that a work party was busy at its toil it was impossible to determine to what side the party belonged might be german the lines of trenches were very confused and salients projected out like ducks bills in places and at other points they receded some five hundred yards from the opposite front no man was ever more solitary than poor mud-stained rifleman fitzgerald at that moment and the night was full of mysterious whispers sounds creakings and rustlings spirits seemed to lurk on the vacant face of the earth and uncanny spirits hovered over the world in the near distance all objects took on strange undefined shapes well in keeping with the grotesque fantasy of war suddenly fitzgerald fancied that he'd heard somewhere near him the sharp snap of a rifle bolt he turned round and scurried back to the trench which he had just left it seemed quite a distance to traverse and he slipped over the parapet and flopped down into the mud but not a soul was to be seen the trench was deserted neither was it the trench which he had left here the slush reached his hips well i'm damned he said and leant against the parapet what am i going to do i'm going to stick here stick well in shadow and silence brooded over the place he had descended into the stagnation of the tomb the clammy slush ran down his top boots and settled around his heels he advanced one step then another touching both walls of the alley with his outstretched hands 
he looked up and saw that the walls were very steep it was impossible to climb up the clay was too soft it came away in the hands and his feet were so weighty besides now he was sticking every time he moved the mud gripped him with greater vehemence it seemed as if his feet were slipping down the throat of a voracious monster which was endeavouring to swallow him the floor of the trench was a treacherous quicksand as greedy as the grave for a moment fitzgerald fought madly against the embrace of this soft elusive terror he gripped at the walls the mud came away in his hands he pulled one foot out the other sank deeper to move was ghastly to remain still was deadly i must move he muttered if i don't i'll die if i make a struggle my fate will rest on the knees of the gods and they may save me the mud was reaching his waist to pull out one leg he had to reach forward until his face touched the mucky floor raise his hind foot clear bring it round with a circular motion and place it down in the slush again the same operation had to be performed at each remove once he placed his hands in the muck and tried to crawl but the effort was futile his hands sunk into the shoulder and the earth rose greedily as if wanting to clutch him fitzgerald came to a halt and looked hopelessly round nothing was to be seen but the darkness the night was a cavern in which he had got lost he gripped at the wall of the trench with furious fingers and part of the parapet came away in his hands almost burying him it's no good i'm going to peg out here he said as he tried to shake himself clear if i only had a star shell over my head i'd look for a spot to die i would select a better spot than this anyway if i had a choice but they've stopped sending up star shells now and i should have a parcel by the post tonight he muttered and another drop of rum will be going round now i think but is that all i've to think about he shouted at the top of his voice but there was no reply he yelled again and then became silent what's the good of it he asked himself in a whisper i don't know where i am maybe i'm near the german trenches if they find me here what will they do tread me in probably and the mine what about it i've still got the message in my pocket i wish this had happened after i delivered the thing but i'll go on a bit i'll get to somewhere he moved forward the first step was difficult the next was easier the subsoil had lost its bird-lime tenacity and the slush was not as dense a few steps further and fitzgerald breathed he was going up an incline getting out of it his head was almost parallel with the rim of the trench he burst into song four stick standers four lily wanders a hooker and a crooker and a swing about three sheep sharahan owned by Amon garahan a ribag and a thonag and a coat of bronog brocknog the song suddenly stopped a heavy shell swept over his head and burst very near another followed and another and fitzgerald noticed that he had reached a junction where a number of trenches crisscrossed another damn labyrinth he muttered out you get on to the top rifleman fitzgerald he ordered apostrophizing himself and out he did get it was now he discovered that his rifle had vanished oh i suppose it's in the mud he muttered lucky i'm not a trench showed some distance away he made for it slipped over the parapet and landed on something soft which moved god almighty what the are you up to said a soldier rising from the mud 
they're shelling us said fitzgerald you'd better rouse up what trench is this the support said the man we're waiting for a mine to go off or something the rest of the men were standing at their posts alert and ready the enemy had become nasty and were using an exceptionally heavy shell on the sector but as yet it was bursting wide a nine point two somebody remarked to fitzgerald adding in god it don't off send the dirt flying about they'll attack maybe any officers near here spudhole fitzgerald answered for he recognized the voice of his comrade bub officers said spudhole yes captain thorley was about ere a minute ago e gore blimey there's the shell again fitzgerald listened and heard her coming crooning out the unknown it was the big shell gathering volume it approached in inevitable terror a messenger of death there was a hurried stampede to a near dugout and fitzgerald found himself in the crush and carried forward into the dark recess of a deep shelter in the next few moments he was conscious of many things of a sudden fall to the soft muddy floor of a choking sensation in his throat a monstrously futile effort to drag himself clear of the man who fell on top of him of nervous laughter and fierce imprecations then he sank into forgetfulness the shell had blown the dugout in on its occupants End of chapter ten